All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Taku Life Podcast, your local friendly neighborhood Ninja Kage. I got a very special guest for y'all today. I got the CEO of Head Nerds in Charge. What's happening? What's good, What's bro, bro? How I'm are you? Chilling. I'm great, man. I'm really happy you came on here. Um, I'm really excited for what you're doing in the nerdy community, especially the blurdy community. You know what I mean? So, basically, you are the CEO of the Head Nerds in Charge brand, correct? Correct. Now, you started out as a podcast, right? Well, ironically, still doing. Well, no, we started off as a radio show. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, you started out with your cousin? Well, yeah, uh, McNux over there passed the controller. Uh, He came to me about Mm -hmm. five years ago. And he was like, man, you know, people doing this podcast thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't really hear a lot of nerdy podcasts. And we sit around and talk about this stuff all day. Kurt, we should do a podcast. Well, at the time, I was working for a radio station, writing comedy for their shows. And um, I had, you know, a pretty successful run as a stand-up comedian. So writing the comedy sequences for other shows was a winner for me and yeah, opened up for Sinbad right as a comedian yeah man right. Sinbad Michael Blackston uh, nice. a couple of you know really dope uh local comedians Denny Live people like that and um essentially they came to me and said hey would you like to put a show on the radio and I was like um only if I could do it my way and they were mm-hmm. like, well, what, what, what would you want to do? Now, this is a hip-hop radio station, uh, PC Radio Live. And uh, I was like, well, I want to do a nerdy show. And they were like, man, get the... F- oh, wait, wait, I don't know. Can I cuss on the air? I don't want to... Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they, they was like, man, get the fuck out of here. We're a hip-hop radio station. We ain't doing no nerdy shit. And I was like, well, it's black nerds. It's different is this term called blurbs. And I explained to them what a blurb was. And they were like, I mean, we'll put it on like one of our worst time slots, but you know, I mean, we'll see how it is. We became their number one show in under mm. three months. Nice. Yeah. And that's that's kind of how it began. Okay, yeah, yeah. And now you you know, you have other other parts to the Head Nerds and Charles brand, but with the podcast, you'll still do that every Wednesday, correct? Yeah. Listen, every Wednesday. 8.30-ish mm-hmm. to uh, whenever we feel like stopping. And it's really evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, back then when I was doing the radio show at the station, we used to have really hard uh, limits. You know, we only could do uh, two hours. We had to make sure that we were on time. We had FCC guidelines. We had to abide by things like that. And ultimately, when I decided I was imploring the radio station. I said, listen, let's let's get involved in streaming, Twitch, Facebook. This streaming thing is going to be a big deal and it's going to make radio obsolete. And they didn't want to listen to me. They were like, no, like this is our bread and butter. We've been doing this for years. This is what we know. And I was like, look, I got nerds that'll come in, upgrade our system so that we can stream and do the radio. They didn't want to listen to me. So ultimately, because I owned the brand outright, because they didn't believe in it, 
So they never mm-hmm. signed me to a long-term contract. I took the show and we became completely a streaming platform. And now we do our show how we want to do our show. So sometimes our show is two hours long. Sometimes it could get into almost four hours long. It, it get crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed. Um, actually, uh, when I actually first heard about you guys, I'm like um, a couple of years ago, and I had seen you at um, got to hang with your crew at um, Blurcon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really noticed how, like I say, I I, I would watch your comedy bits on your uh, skits. I was really funny, like the one with the <laughs> pool and everything like that and it's really cool because like your whole team's real nice and everything and that that goes a long way you know yeah. everybody was real down to earth you know what i mean um so like i said like it's like um i know you probably had like millions of listeners bro well right now as it stands in 2021 we had our craziest like support from fans. We reached 50 million people mm-hmm. that year. No, I'm sorry, 150 million That's in nice. 2021. Then 2022 was crazy because we used to, we was getting hit with so many Facebook censorship. Really? And even then we still hit about 50 million. And typically what we do is we 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 hit about anywhere between 5 and 20 million people a month. Nice. So you must be a mom deep fan, huh? <laughs> oh, you already know. You already know. Listen, anything Mob D nineties uh hip hop, yeah. You know I mean, that's that's I'm I'm the old dog of the group, so that's kind of my thing. Plus, they got the album called H and I C it, it just works. You know what I mean? Keep it thorough. Yeah, you the one that came up with that idea. Yeah. Um it was crazy because one of my favorite uh movies back in the day was Lean on Me. Mm-hmm. And I just love Joe Clark because that's a bad motherfucker, boy. Joe, Joe Clark is a bad motherfucker. And that's the first time I ever heard the term head nigga in charge. And, mm. and, and I remember listening to it and I was just like, I remember when we went to the, the, the name the podcast, I did not want the word blurred in it. Mm-hmm. I never wanted the word blurred in it because oh, I, I did not... Mm. I didn't want to be like everybody else. Right, right. Yeah. Everybody's podcast show, whatnot, had the word, some variation of the word blurred in it. Right. You know what I mean? And I wanted to stand out from the crowd. That's but crazy. I still wanted to be black. Blurred. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But um, like I said, that Asian I see is perfect. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I know with your brand and everything, it's not just for black people. It's just, you talk about just the black experience. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel and, as though the black experience is worth its weight in gold. You know what I mean? Oh, you couldn't have said it better, brother. But see, you know what the, the interesting thing is? Head Nerds in Charge is inclusive to a point because our mm-hmm. mission statement, our credo, is the proliferation promotion of dope POC creatives and trying to get our presence more prevalent in media spaces. Mm-hmm. So we focus on people of color with and with, with a caveat, especially for black people. And with another asterisk, especially for black women, because they're the most underserved people in the world as well as in media. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um it's like just 
Like you don't ha- just have your podcast. You also have other types of av- avenues for your revenue. Like um, you have a, a convention and uh, and what what other uh, pro. And then I, I saw on Facebook that you had um, made like a gaming alliance. Oh wow. We got a lot going on. Man. You got a lot 20- going on. <laughs> 2023 yeah, right. is about about to be lit. Um, we have different spokes of headers in charge, both in business and collaborations right now. Um, I, I'll never forget. Uh, much love to Hilton and what he's doing, what he's done with BlurCon mm-hmm. and the space that he's built. Yeah. Um, right around that white cosplayer winning the cosplay competition at BlurCon drama. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember. Definitely yeah, brought yeah, yeah. some feathers. <laughs> Listen, big feathers. And, you know, being staples in the community, people came to us. We had an entire sit-down with Hilton, and we worked in collaboration to answer questions and try to get the truth out there as to why that happened. Well, after the fact, the community came to us and was like, we want a convention that's just for us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's not really possible because you can't exclude people from coming to a, a, a public event. Mm-hmm. And uh, people were like, well, well, we want another event to be able to come to. What can y'all do? And I was like, man, what you asking me? And they were like, we want a convention. And I was like, I'm not doing no goddamn convention. I said, do you know how much time, money, and effort goes into making a convention? So needless to say, we made the convention. <laughs> and, and we did it because the community asked for it. And we put our money together. We got every resource that we could tap into to make the year one happen. And now we're working on year two. And I guess we're convention owners now because we in there. So the convention is one big uh, uh, kind of crown jewel that we have in the HNIC. And we now have the HNIC Network, which is a collage of different POC-driven podcasts, web shows that lift up the voice of our marginalized communities, both of the LGBTQ community, uh, both in the uh, different relationship standards. We have uh, a dope show that's debuting in 2023 called Unap- Unapologetic, talking about polyamory and relationship, you know, relationship anarchy. Um, what we try to do is we try to build a platform for people to have a voice and lift up that voice and be able to feel like they're heard. So now we have this podcast network, um, we have our collaboration with Champion Brand Clothing, and we're selling currently Champion Brand Clothing under our HNIC brand. Um, they were pretty, uh, <laughs> they were pretty interested with having HNIC on there. So we just took nerds. It's inclusive. It's it, it's a simple, clean brand, and Supreme Nerds is what we came up with. And um, you know we're 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 selling and doing that now. We do consultation work for businesses. Um, we have corporate clients and corporate events that we do streaming and broadcasting for graphic design work. I mean, we're nerds, so of course we're not one dimensional. We're multifaceted. So we tap into every bit of the talent and resources of everybody within our organization to offer services and products to the community. 
don't know. You say you're a nerd, but your um, public persona is kind of intimidating a little bit. You sure you're not a jock in disguise? You play football <laughs> back in the day? Oh, you know I did. No, mm-hmm. let, listen. Let me tell you something. Not only was I the jock, I was the captain of the football team, won mm. four championships. I was also captain of the chess team. Whoa. Okay. I was also I, I was also the goth kid that <laughs> that listened to Marilyn Manson and Corn uh, Stain <laughs> and and System of a Down and you know uh, Nirvana. I, oh, of course no. Come on, Kurt Cobain, baby. How how could you yeah. not? Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I, I was oh, born okay. in '82. You know. Ah, okay. But that's that grunge era. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love grunge, man. Uh, Alice in Chains. Yeah, oh, I'm a big Alice in Chains. Come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Come on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, here comes mm-hmm. the rooster. rooster. I like wood. <laughs> yeah. So STP, you know, all, I put it like this, and this is this is why I challenge everything we ever thought about nerd culture. I always say everybody's a nerd. There were there were people on my football team that could recite stats, numbers, and statistics, just like talking about power levels with the X. Remember the X Men, the nineties X Men cards. Mm-hmm. Peak like, human level, like yeah, r- mm-hmm. right. And, and, and I mean, my homies, we 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 gamed every every Sunday religiously. Used to hook up our Xboxes with the cord and played Halo and talked about. Everything from uh, the new VHS that we used to get from the corner store and watch the new Dragon Ball uh, series, you know, always uh, never, never subbed. Uh, All I can say is what we think of nerddom Mm -hmm. really touches everyone. But the whole point is you got to find out what is your nerddom? What is... What is the fandom? What is the thing that you most resonate with? People pick Marvel because everybody loves superheroes. Who don't love comic books, right? Mm -hmm. But nerddom transcends so many things. And we can find nerddom and fandom in anything. So everybody's a nerd. To to a a certain extent, everybody's a nerd, whether they want to admit it or not. But mm-hmm. you know, I just happened to be one of them nerds that kind of could play in both worlds. I could, yeah, you're I the best a... of both worlds. You, you got street smarts as well as uh, book smarts. Yeah. Oh, man, bro, yeah. when mm-hmm. I don't even get me started on the street smarts. But hey, <laughs> that, that... you from Philly? I already know what it is. <laughs> Listen, but that's the thing. Like all the all the hood niggas always up yeah. on Dragon Ball. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I know uh-huh. shooters. I know shooters yeah. like real shooters. Right. Yeah. That was up on Dragon Ball, Ronin Warriors. Yep. Could tell you about Sailor Moon, and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I mean, there's they they would be more cognizant. But see, the thing is, they were ashamed to talk about it. Right? Yeah, lose that, all your cool points. Right? You get what I'm saying? Like, like I that's do. what the, I do. that that was the part that used to kill me. Guess what? You can still punch a motherfucker in the mouth and like Sailor Moon. Yeah, I like Sailor Moon. I, I never lost a fight. Fuck all that. You know <laughs> you find me a, yeah, I do. Nah, honestly, because when I was like, I had made a post on my Instagram about my older brother. And like, when I was little, you know, see, I was in the anime and like the hood, the trap, man, put me on to the blank VH, VHS right. tapes. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, exactly. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, my I first know. anime literally was Ninja Scroll. And I remember nice. being a kid kids sitting down and watching that for the first time and being like, what is this? Cartoons right. ain't never did this. 
Yeah, like what? What's up with the ladies' titty in the mouth? You know. But yo, you know what you knew was seen us talking about, bro. Yeah, I'm like, oh That's the first thing that everybody go to. Like, look at this, right? Yeah, like, oh shit. But the thing yeah. is, like, you talk about a lot of nerdy stuff. I don't really see. You t- I know you got people around you that know a lot about anime, but I don't really hear you talk about anime too much. Is that you a know big what thing for you? It, 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 here's the, here's the funny thing about that. Everybody talks about so, so unfortunately. Now I want to say unfortunately, but it, the evolution of the show became more pop cultureish, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we kind of realized we were underserving a lot of facets of nerddom: gaming, mm-hmm. anime, mm-hmm. um, and and we're kind of refocusing that now. We're trying to get. We just now put on. Uh, an anime specific show and we're really bolstering the gaming side of H&IC because we just talk about what we love and what's popping in the the news Mm -hmm. and and that that, that kind of that kind of relates to but and like I tell people remember it's not just nerd it's black nerd so we talk about things that affect the black culture and nerd culture but but we have listen but see but my thing is the market is so saturated with everybody talking about anime, if we don't talk about it, it's still covered. All we do is just big up the people who talking about it, like Anime Sunday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and them, them good brothers over there, because they hold it down, like Fantastic Frankie and all of them, and Black Ramen and Spicy Ramen and all our anime uh, brethren. And even Sassy, like she's our resident yeah. weed. Sassy's our right, resident yeah, yeah. weed. Sassy's real cool. I was yeah. chilling with her, you know what I'm saying? Yo, and she she's got a whole panel about shonen anime coming up mm-hmm. at this H and I C con. So we we're, we're tapping more into our nerdy roots because we want to make sure that we always remain home and stick to our base. Yeah, um, I thought H and I C con was real cool. The first one, it was all it was at Temple. Now I thought it was real cool. It's basically a um, basically as marketed as convention for black content creators, and that was dope. Right. Uh, right. Definitely made some right connections. A lot of big people. The phase was in there. Yeah, man. Anime Sunday, Hellspawn cosplay, Audacious Black Film. It was cool. The uh, Blurs and Whiskey podcast. Uh, it was so many different cool people that came. It was awesome. But check this out, dude. Now, like I said, I was, you know, we talked about it before. It's like, I'm bringing this up. Like, it seemed cool. like it kind of got shut down a little early. Do you want to talk about that? Because it Bruh, seemed like it was kind of kept hush hush. Let me tell you something. Shut down early is an understatement. Um, our convention was supposed to run from about nine o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night. The convention itself uh, was to end at four. And yeah, then it's we were daylight. Gonna, right. We mm-hmm. and then we were gonna do the after party uh uh concert. Mm-hmm. I was and looking forward we, to that. It brought, so we we all was. Uh we had my man uh, we had stereo titans lined up. We had um oh my goodness, I can't I, I don't know why I'm blanking on this. Crazy ain't the great lined up and it was gonna be lit. Well, unfortunately. We ran into some issues with the people who actually ran Temple. Um, we actually got into a knockdown drag out with the manager because she considered the space unsafe. 
because the heating and cooling, well, it, 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 it was more so the cooling system shut off, which made it uncomfortable, but not unbearable. You know what I, I mean? I didn't notice anything. Hmm. Yeah, they, t- they turned it. Well, it, it, I'm going to get to that. Okay. The air was cut off. Well, lo and behold, we found out after the fact that really what it was was we had a tattoo artist that was there. And I'm not going to, you know, put her uh, information out there or whatnot because mm-hmm. she, she didn't do it. She didn't do anything wrong. But they had an issue with tattooing going on at the event. Oh. Um, per, the, per the contract that wasn't really discussed or outlined, but somebody saw it. They ran and told one of the managers. The managers came in, had a whole fit. Um, they They tried to finesse us. And be like, oh well, you know, the the air conditioning went off, and now it's a hazard, and we got to shut down your convention early. Um, you know, quiet is kept. We found out they did that on purpose. They shut the air off. They shut the air off. The, the, the heating, cooling, the cooling didn't go off on its own, which resulted in us almost getting into a pretty heated argument in front of everybody. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and and, and everybody it was, just, was making their own little assumptions. Like, oh my god! No, no, no. That's that's that. What what ended up happening was we had a knockdown drag out with Temple, and she just kept saying it's unsafe, it's unsafe. And I'm like, it's Juneteenth. It's nothing but black content creators in the building. We can ask her to stop, and we can we can we can end it right now, and there be no issue, and we can leave it at that. And ultimately, she was like, no, I'm making a final decision. And I said, well, you shouldn't be the one making the decision. We mm-hmm. fought it as best as we could, but unfortunately, we did have to end the convention early. But that's one of the reasons why going into year two, we wanted to make sure that that never was an issue again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, actually, that's why I was thinking, like, that's why spaces like yours need to be there because like i said i don't know if people know but especially when there's a lot of black people in certain places like it's bs that be happening like that you know what I'm saying? bro it, at the end of the day and i and, and it was crazy here's this and again i'm only speaking to the situation but here's this white woman with a, a four white women behind her Mm-hmm. Well, two white women and 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 and, and a sister of color behind mm-hmm. her, and they're they're literally trying to force us out, and there is nothing but a sea of black people, mm-hmm. and we're looking at them like, are you really going to do this on Juneteenth? And it was it, bro, it was hard because a lot of people on my team broke down in tears because we put so much blood, sweat, and tears into it. Mm-hmm. I broke down in tears, and. It, it, it was a hard pill to swallow, but it also reminded us of why we do what we do. Yeah. Why? Why? Listen, there are there will always be opposition to us gathering, congregating, yeah. promoting, and building ourselves up. They get nervous when they see mm-hmm. us in large numbers. Right. You get what I mean? Yeah, I do. I know. I know. It's like, kinda, I'm not. Yeah, I know exactly how. No, nah, because it's like the thing about it is. Like just speaking on that, like um, recently I found a I know you know story about the little kid black content creator that been shut was 
shut down because his page was doing so successful so much that yep. he shut down TikTok. You know, that's because mm -hmm. he, you know what I'm saying? Like, unfortunately, like, I'm, I'm going to just say it. Like, um, I said, I love every race and color, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, you, you know what it is out here. You know what I'm saying? It's like the, um, especially now, a lot of people don't know. Like, I've been part of a little nerdy. I've been nerdy for a long time, and I've been going to these conventions. And unfortunately, like, not everybody, but a lot of these nerds are more racist than the KKK, for real. Yeah, I told you. Like, a lot of ill stuff happens at these conventions that, Unfortunately, because of who we are and stuff like that, we don't really have no power in these situations. A lot of this stuff gets swept under the rug. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly, you know, I was just like, you know, I was rooting for you. I wanted to see what's up. I, I just want to give everybody their No, space. no. But see, you, you know, know what? what? We, the thing was, we never wanted to give people the, the, the power over us. Right, Shit. okay. You get what I mean? Yeah, That's one of I the do. reasons, like, we... We we never wanted to, you know. We feel, like through and through we Philadelphians, so we already feel like we underdogs just right. being from the city we we at. Then we black, then we nerds. Yeah. So for us, I'm not gonna give that. Them, them, I'm not gonna give them people, and I'm not gonna give <clears throat> Temple that power and energy to say they they shut our shit down. Okay, bet something happened. And unfortunately, we had to pivot. But you know what? That means when we come back strong next time, we ensure that that never happens again. The reason why HNIC has been as successful as it's always been is because we are great adapters. We pivot with mm. every challenge and adversity that we face. When the radio station didn't want to renew our contract because they felt like we were too big for our britches, we took our show on the road and we said we would do it ourselves. Now we got an entire network. When when people was like, oh, okay, it's going to cost X amount of dollars and tried to overcharge us for different promotion mm -hmm. and things like that, we said, fine, we'll do it in-house. So we became graphic designers. We became marketers. We became publishers. We became gamers. We became everything that they took away from us because mm -hmm. what we never want to do is be beholden to somebody else to not only maintain what we're doing, but to build our own platform. Mm, that's what's up. What's up? Um, hmm, I'm kind of speechless off that. That's what I ain't know all that. That's kind of cool. Especially, yeah, like, bro. you know, a lot of these people ain't playing fair. You know what I mean? No. And, uh, they really got, and, and you know what? It, it, it's not just, it's those that look like us and those that don't. And Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and that, But that's the that's the culture, too. The culture, look, yeah. Harriet couldn't take everybody north, right? Right. She, she looked. She had to be. Some didn't to even want to go. Hey. Some tried hey. to run away. That's why she had that Thule on her. Like, oh they, no. See now you <laughs> now you okay. now you on my look. You on the same vibe I'm at. Because mm, that's why okay. we we let, let me tell you something. My, like genuinely, and people will tell you, I don't really do interviews like that. I very I maybe do four or five in a year because I'm either too busy or. I don't really have the opportunity, and I don't. I don't ever want it to be about me. I want it to be about the mm, team. Respect. It was, I, that, yeah, I get you on that. But 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 genuinely, like when I identify content creators in the community that are really trying to not only put the the, the culture on, but are true to the culture, I always make time. You have to. 
you can never be too big to get, you know what I mean, with your people yeah. because that's where we all trying to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So we have to support each other. I if 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 I can help a creative to 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 put their their, their brand out there or build or give them some advice, I'm gonna do that. If somebody can help me to expand the H and I C brand by allowing me on their podcast. And I could talk about all the dope creators we got. That's the way we're supposed to be building together. It's just not happening enough. Yeah, a lot of, you know, um, unfortunately, just like you said, like, especially in the blurry community, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody, you know, you, you it's like, it's, it can be a lot of drama, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like with this nerd stuff, like growing up, it's kind of different now. Now, you see people really can get on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's too, it's a, a, a different environment, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like people can really, you get a lot of clout and like a lot of tension off this stuff now, you know what I'm saying? Um, but the thing is, a lot of people kind of want to be like, kind of close the door and not bring nobody, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or That's why I started my podcast, just to get the word out of people doing amazing things out here, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, like I said, I really, like I said, I'm always, you know, I try to support you and everything because I really believe in what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's real friend. LJ, I first met, I met LJ at uh, BlurCon and then Segway, I did, and then I saw her at your uh, cuddle party. Yeah. I was like, we, we, Ooh, can we get part. into that? Can we get into those? No, go, come on. Those? Let's get, let's wait, get Okay, the before we, wait, before we that, get into the juicy stuff, let me, um, <laughs> Go, let me, uh, we're going to have a, a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. All right. Okay. And we're back. Okay. So when we left off, we talked about the little, like, you know, you know, we was kids, we was nerds and everything like that, but now we, we, we grown now. So before, now you, you throw <laughs> these really cool parties called, uh, cuddle parties. Yeah. Bro. Um, now before we get into that, I want to ask your ideas on, what do you think of sex work in the nerdy community? Because I know a lot of lady cosplayers are sex workers, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's cool. And then I asked some heavy hitters about that, and it's like, it's, it's revenue. So what do you think about that? I think, it's just, I, just, I think it's another form of expression. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I, listen, I don't critique or criticize anybody's form of expression as long as it doesn't hurt or harm any other, mm-hmm. any other person. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and one of the dope things is, is I love sex. So <laughs> I'm never gonna be mad at anybody trying to get their coins up or express themselves in their art through their own sexualization. And honestly, I just got on Twitter. I did not realize how much um content was out in but um I'm learning. I'm learning real quick. <laughs> Yeah, so, right, and um, now, when I first uh, got to meet your team, like, a lot of your team, it was at, first message was at the cuddle party, for, uh, at BlurCon, I'm getting kind of an echo a little bit, um, okay, that's better, yeah, yeah, that's better, yeah, no problem, and um, now, I actually saw, you actually showed me some cool stuff. It was, it was some cool stuff happening. I can't go into detail <laughs> yeah, there you what go. I saw, but yeah, I did see some cool stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to be like Chris someday. Yeah, nigga, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Um, so now, if somebody were to ask you, like, uh, what what are your cuddle parties about? Because I know you're having one in Baltimore. Yep. 
And the um, ultimate cuddle party. Ultimate cuddle party, because it's like um it's at the know, Baltimore Playhouse and Yeah, that's I a guess, swingers that's a swingers um it's, place, it's actually it? It, it, well I mean I guess swingers do frequent there. It's a uh yeah. It, it's a dungeon, and if you're familiar with the BDSM world, uh, a dungeon consists of a whole bunch of toys and contraptions and stations that you can do fun, kinky things with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I was gonna bring a little lady friend, check that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because one of the things is going. One of the reasons I want to go. And I and I bring her with me is because I know like you guys are real cool and I know no weird shit will happen. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. And like, see, you know what? Really... That means a lot, bro. Because yeah. so we we are very tight lipped about those who come to the Carter party, and it's mm-hmm. not something that's like a, a secret thing, but also it's one of the the best whispered hush hush things that happens at BlurCon. We go every BlurCon, we do it. We do our, our small version at BlurCon. Yeah. And it has, and I want to say this officially, it has nothing to do with BlurCon. BlurCon is not associated with this event whatsoever. It, they can't keep us from doing it because we, 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 we book our rooms just like everybody else. So I don't want to think nobody's saying like, oh, Hilton out here sanctioning shit. It's not the mm-hmm. case. But what we do is, what we found was, again, marginalized people with a, without a place or platform to be able to express themselves. So uh, a, a lot of sex workers and a lot of people who are into kink and and pole and role play and things like that, they're in these discourses, discords, and they're in these mm-hmm. online spaces and they're talking about it. Trust me, to be a nerd, especially a black nerd, there's a lot of sexual repression that happens within our community and a lot of judgment. Yeah, you're right. So, um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, yeah, honestly, like, especially, like, I didn't, like I said, I've been going to, like, me, my expertise is anime conventions. And mm-hmm. at the anime conventions, you see, you, you, it's like real, It's it was real tight-lipped, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like oh, we go to this hotel room here or then like that. And uh, you know, you meet a, you see a lot of swingers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying just like you said, like you know, when I go to convention, it'd be like people just let loose, and I'm just like, whoa, you know what I mean? Because I, when I was younger, I'd go, but now I'm like in my 30s now, and it's like it's a whole different game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro. Just like you said, that repression and everything like that, and when you know what I mean, that's it's um now it's like a it used to be real um like a real secret, but now like everybody knows about stuff that be going on. It's like, oh, I'm, go- I'm going up. Are you having that? Okay, cool. All right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's and pretty that's common knowledge. Want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, but that's what we want. We want people to feel free to express themselves. I and mean, honestly, yeah, but it's all fun and games to, you know, you wilding out, double cheeked up, you know, but, well, stepping well, on that, people. And, you know what I'm saying? But see, <laughs> that's what that, that, that sell to that point, right? One of the things that we really love about our cuddle party events is our consent workshop. A lot of black women who identify as nerds and are in this culture constantly talk about how the black nerd men don't know how to treat them, don't know how to act, don't know how to to to, to react mm-hmm. in the these, nerds, yeah. Right, in, in these sexual spaces. 
So the best part is, in our cuddle party events, the women have all the power. The women have. (laughs) Listen, it's a great great thing because now men have to, one, exercise restraint, Mm -hmm. two, understand what consent means and what enthusiastic consent means, Mm -hmm. three, they get to get an education in what exactly a woman wants in regards to interactions, contact, conversation, because it forces a man to act in accord to the rules of the event. Like a gentleman. There you go. There you go. So if, if not for nothing, everybody that walks out of our event has a new understanding and concept. They can't walk out of there and say, Oh, I, you know, I, I don't know what's wrong with these women. They, they, no, this, they, we, we give opportunities. It's more than just yeah. the physicality of the event. Right. It's the education that goes along with it. It's yeah, like experience. I said, I learned a lot going to your, the one of your cover. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. And see, it the was best like, part is, I, huh? Go, no, 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 go ahead. What I had learned from watching you is basically a woman has to have trust in the man, you know, who she's dealing with and stuff like that. And just watching you, I was like, oh, okay. I, that kind of, I kind of felt like I leveled up. Yeah. Hey, like you, right, I right. Hearing that. Yeah, right, definitely. Because it's like, like you said, like I'm out here and I'm starting to see, it's like, you know, like the nerd world is different from the regular world. You know what I mean? Kind of. And just you know, like you were yeah. just saying, like the women, like, you know what I'm saying? The women need to be empowered and you can't be like, oh my God, lady, you're just so pretty. Right. Nah, you just right. be like, hey, you know, the way I, you know what I'm saying? Like a woman wants to be in control, you know what I mean? But they, they want to be in control, but they want to give you the control, but they don't want you to be thirsty about it. You know what I'm saying? They, they want to do it on their terms. You, you know what See, this, that, that warms my heart because that is probably the best way to articulate it. Women who want to give up control want right. to first feel like they can trust you with right. the control to give to you in the first right. place. That's exactly what I learned from watching. I just watched them. I was like, yeah. Because you know, like, at the cover parties, you're going to see some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some cool shit. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to see some shit. But guess what? Everything is consensual. And because right. we have such an amazing team of dope black women that run it, uh, shout out to love who has always done our consent workshops and Gina, uh, uh, she's a part of the unicorns podcast that we have on our network. They're mm-hmm. always discussing uh, erotic and sexual uh, topics that are usually taboo and any other spaces and Teffy and Sassy. Th- these women come in and they, they make a safe space for the system. Mm-hmm. My job is always to make sure that the brothers are acting like gentlemen. Yeah, essentially, because because like the thing is, like I'm starting to see like what women complain about, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like mm-hmm. a lot of like I'm be honest with you, like I kind of see why like a lot of nerd girls like they kind of like you have to they have to prove yourself a little bit because when you're the new dude, you know, no, nobody know you, you got to be careful because I'm be honest, a lot of these nerdy dudes be kind of wilding, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like it's to the point where even like even me, like I'm a heterosexual male. But then I got niggas up in my DM talking about some weird shit. I'm like, brother, what the fuck is up with you? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you can chill with that. And it's like, if I'm getting like that, and it's like, I know what these girls, I talk to some of these girls go through, you know what I'm saying? 
that's not cool. You know what I mean? Right. Like, exactly. It just kind of I feel like it's like because it's in a nerdy space. A lot of nerd dudes they want you know to interact with nice women, but I feel like sometimes they kind of the skills aren't there a little bit. You know what I'm saying? The um, social skills a little bit, and they kind of oh, like, kind of be awkward. No, uh, kind of. Listen, and that's what, and that, that's I, I don't want to beat you know. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, we're not gonna beat them up, but again, this the, the events right. like this allow people practice in spaces of high sensory overload. Okay. And if you can control yourself in this space, you can control your spell, yourself in the real world. You know what mm, I mean? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get what I mean? Because I do know what you was, mean. Yeah. Listen, we give we give most most people who are curious about exploring their sexuality, and I don't, I'm not talking about changing orientations. I'm talking about just being around the naked body or mm-hmm. it's seeing uh, acts that are erotic and or intimate and knowing how to be cool. I can't, right. it, 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 that's the simplest way I can, knowing how to take it in, observe and not act in a way that makes things awkward or uncomfortable for all parties involved. And that kind of training, very few people get. Mm, I didn't think of that. Yeah, you're right about that. Actually, I actually met uh, some cool uh, people, uh, cool ladies that was in there. It was like, whoa. And then we became friends and everything. Yeah. Everybody's cool because it was like, you know, I wasn't all like, oh my God. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, men, the, the minute men, the minute men stop acting like park apes every time they see a right. pair of titties, right. women will feel safer. Yeah. Yeah, like right. we really would love to get to a point where the 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 naked body is just what it is. The, the same way you react to a man with his shirt off, you can react the same to a woman with her shirt off. Now, mind you, you might have an attraction for that woman, but not acting like a park ape and an idiot is usually the best uh, you know course of action. Be like, hey, ma'am, uh, those are some nice legs. Yeah. Uh, what time do they open? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like you, I, I didn't heard some wild yeah. come out of some people's mouths, and I'm just like, bro, you will never even sniff pussy if you keep talking like this. Right? Like, yeah. Like, please, please know. help me educate you to the game. Right. That's. I mean, you know, I be. I don't know. It's a lot of dudes don't want to learn. They just like, all right, whatever. Like you be, you be uh, surprised how much having uh, being real chill gets you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like I don't want to divulge my little uh Venetian secrets, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't want nobody, nah. The game is meant to be sold, not told. You be know told. Listen, baby, green is for the money, gold is for the honey. Make your next move your best move. Give it a real nigga tonight. That's all I'm saying. Damn right. Like, nah, you walk up on them, be like, I'm gonna need you to shake that ass for a real ninja. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the and the crazy part is how people react to those things is always indicative of the energy that you exude if you get if you make people feel safe if you make women right. feel comfortable if you if you make women know that i'm not objectifying you i'm actually here to laud you honor you i'm I, you are safe with me right. see people people want women to open up before making them feel safe it never works that way and even if it does 
That means she just as much as a savage as you are, and you just an experience that she can move on from. But if you want something meaningful, relatable, if you want to actually cultivate real relationships and whatnot, we have to get past this, this sexual block between all of us as a community and just get to the point where we can have real conversations, excuse me, real intimacy, and and not be bogged down by the bullshit that we have already learned from our parents and whatnot mm -hmm. about our own sexuality. Mm -hmm. So that's what these events afford us. They afford us opportunities to explore shit that we never would have explored in any other space, place, or time with people within our own community, the blurred and nerd culture, and, and know that you're going to be safe and you're going to have fun and you're going to see some shit you ain't never seen before. Yeah, I can't wait to Baltimore. Uh, yeah. That's on February 11th. Yeah, bro. On Saturday. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You can go to headnerdsincharge.com. Just click events. It's right there. And you still got some couples tickets, right? That's about oh, yeah, of course. Away. Listen, yeah. the couple tickets ain't never going nowhere. And that's what we want. We really want couples. Because yeah, it's not, it, a lot of people think it's, oh, well, it's a free-for-all. It's not that. It's, it, it, it's there to come and give safe spaces for couples to explore each other. Get, let's, get, let's get you to the next level. All right, yeah, I'm gonna bring my little shorty. We're gonna level up. Yeah. You know <laughs> <what I'm saying? laughs> wow, you know. Yeah. But yes, um we're coming toward the end of our show. And I wanna talk to you um on the last topics, like the challenges and triumphs you experienced with your brand. I know you probably go through a lot. Do you ever get like in your head about things and how do you feel when you just made things just actually connect and everything? Um, I, 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 I sleep very little and HNIC has consumed me in ways I could not ever fully explain. I have had to sacrifice a lot of things in my personal life and professional life for this brand. And I've invested so much because I want to leave a legacy and okay. legacy for me is leaving an institution behind for someone else to run with to help our people in any way shape form or fashion i truly believe media is one of the most established art forms out here that sways opinions of the masses um if you can control the narrative of the conversation that's being had you can control how people perceive you. And people of color are constantly trying to change narratives. The problem is we don't own enough media spaces to be able to reach the world as a whole. You get what I mean? You, yeah, you, I you wanna know why they look at us like a, a, a aggressors or uh, you, know, you wanna know why we have these tropes, these stereotypes? Well, because mainstream media feeds people the same tired ass lines. But if we start controlling our media, if we start controlling the narrative, if we show people who we are truly, then we can start to shape perceptions and, and have more understanding. And I feel like that's, that's kind of my place in lot in life. So when things get hard, I lean into that. I lean into my purpose, and I think that that's mm. the the purpose that I've decided on to, to to pursue in my life. And I don't know where it's going to take me. I'm not doing it for to be wealthy, but I do want to be 
yeah. a, a catalyst of making millionaires that create I, other spaces and places for people of color. I'm be honest. I feel like uh, we are on the ground floor of something great um, because it seems like now, and especially in the blurdy community, like things are taking up traction. And it's, it's honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like it's like being built in front of our eyes and stuff. Everybody's doing fly stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah, bro. Like it's cool when you have your purpose, especially me. Like I just like nerding out, and it's like you know something that. You know, like, you know, it's, it's cool to kind of say it now, but back back in, like, the 80s, like, I was born in 87 in the 90s, and I, you know, it ain't cool when people call you a nerd and make fun of you and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? But it's for me, it's fly as it's hell. different now, know. ain't it? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, now nah, it's like I'm the cool kid now, for real. <laughs> yo, you know we, who, yo, my, who would have thought being back then, growing up in the 80s, to see now, they're saying you're a nerd, you're the cool kid. Right, because a lot there'd be a lot of fake nerds that be just trying to cat cat cat, you know what I'm saying, trying to cash in or whatever. I was right. a nerd the whole time. I just like, yeah, no, nah, no, you <laughs> not to be you a gatekeeper. With us shooting in the gym. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's cool that now, like my, my I found my just like you said, the passion, my pa- I found my passion. And it's like it's making me really happy, you know what I'm saying? Something that kind of got it was uh, kind of repel people. Now it intrigues people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I go it. to conventions. I be co- I tell girls I be cosplaying before they be like, "Oh, you're in that weird stuff." Now they be like, "Can I come with you, please?" Yeah, be like, Show me yeah, your world. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I love your money. And, and your cosplays be on point. Appreciate, it. appreciate it. Um, yeah, because it's like honestly, a lot of. Popular, you've had, um, are you familiar with Venture Bros? Of course, that's, that's, that's bro, bro. Yeah, he the one that got me into cosplay for real. He was telling me like, dog, you gotta get into this shit. You know what I'm saying? I love so, it. Like I worked security uh, with him at different conventions because we almost had to get into it with some non-melanated nerds had a little too much to drink. You know what I'm saying? So he, you know what I'm saying? He like <coughs> put me under his wing. You know what I mean? But see, I've yeah. always loved. See, once I, I think one of the first times I was like, "Yo, this cosplay is fire," is when you did the Warriors. Oh, really? Oh, for real? You fuck? Yeah. Honestly, that's my. I thought that'd be my least liked cosplay, but that's honestly it seemed like a lot of people like that one. I you love. Know, well, cool. but I love the movie. Yeah, and it's I, a dope I, ass I, movie. Listen, bro, I remember you were at Urban Action Expo, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 that's one of the things that I'm talking about. Like when you can respect the nerddom that came before and the new vibe that's coming now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's different when you're able to speak to it. And I, I, I love seeing it. I love seeing how we have grown as an organization, how, we, how we've grown as a community. And now it's just all about connecting the dots. That's it. It's literally right. about connecting the dots and making sure that we're building an ecosystem for all of us to thrive. We're, we're basically building Black Wall Street all over again. Tulsa, yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah, let's take Tulsa, Oklahoma nationwide. And if it got to be the nerd, I, I, my, my tagline is that the nerds shall inherit the earth. Because mm-hmm. Revenge of the Nerds. Listen, you ever seen bro, that movie? Of course. <laughs> Nah, but did you see like the, the the second movie when um they was was it the second movie when they was in college? Or that was the first one. It was the second yeah. one when they was in college. The second one, that's when Lander, I first Lander, seen Lander. like collegiate black men. You see how the black men right. was like, "Oh, you fucking with a little bro." Oh shit! Right, 
this is this is where we ha- see the best part is we're now maximizing and monetizing our nerddoms, which mm-hmm. brings capital and resources and finances into the community. We just got to make sure that they don't pimp us like they pimped everything else. Right. They I was pimp- thinking like that. Like, nah, it ain't, you know, you ain't proud of all this shit. Nah. They, they, they pimped hip hop. They pimped everything. Death. Chuck Berry, yeah. rock music. We invented right. rock music. They, uh, they, they, pimp, they pimp everything that we create. We got to keep it mm-hmm. to us. Yeah, I'm I'm be honest with you. Um I actually had a meeting with a um non-melanated more popular nerdy podcaster and we had a um we had a, a consultation session and I was like, "Look, I'm trying to do this in the black certain things in the black community." He literally said, "Fuck the black community." I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, Wait, what? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "Oh, nah. I think what he, you know, he was trying to say like, uh, you know, but it's like this ain't what I'm about. Then, like, like we meetings, like, hey, brother, or you know, I'm mm-hmm. not your brother, dude. I don't know you. Like, but see up, that dog. That, I'm like, everybody, come on, everybody, man. everybody has different agendas, right? Yeah. Like, like I said, I'm just trying to, you know, I, honestly, what my agenda is is especially black uh, people, especially young young black people, just show them something positive to do that you mm-hmm. can do, where you can have fun and make money. You don't have to be in the streets and stuff like that. Like how they making it, they seem, I don't know, they making jail scene fun, prison fun, and doing, killing others, you know what I'm saying? They making, right. they, they, you know what I'm saying? That's not fly. I understand you do what you got to do to, you know, survive or whatever like that, but it's like not, that shouldn't be like something fun to be proud of. Like, yeah, I'm going, you know, I'm talking about young kids, talking about I'm going to live that Kevin Gates lifestyle. I'm like, nigga, no the fuck you don't. And Kevin Gates ain't really living the Kevin Gates lifestyle. Like a lot of his, a, a lot of it's bullshit, and a lot of it is fabricated right. to sell Smoke to our community. Right. right, every time, every time. Yeah, making it seem like doing ill stuff or being super savage is the way to go. No, especially treating never women bad, like people bad. Yeah, because trust and believe me, there are savages, real savages that you would never want to meet. And they'll be yeah. the first ones to tell you to stay out of the life. Right. Yeah. Man, ain't nothing. That shouldn't be something you aspire to, you know? Right. Right. But thank God we got wholesome young, uh, wholesome brands like H&IC <laughs> on the path to justice. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't know about wholesome, but yeah, we a brand. <laughs> That's about I mean, you know, well, uh, within reason. Enough. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> wholesome Definitely. enough. Wholesome enough. Yeah, so I definitely look forward to seeing you in Baltimore. Um, are there any conventions before the HNIC, second HNIC convention that you're going to go to? Yeah, we definitely going to pull up on BlurCon. We're looking at a couple of different events because we want to get the message out there. It's just we, we're very selective about where we travel to. And, you know, our, our brand is a unique one. And we... We, we always try to be inclusive in what we do. A lot of people have wanted, wanted to know if we would come to Katsukan or uh, Yeah, Otakon. I was going to ask you about that. You should come to Katsukan. Yeah, a lot of people have uh, asked us to come down there. So we're looking at it. Um, there's a lot of us. <laughs> so it's like the Wu-Tang Clan. We got to make sure everybody can make it. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. You got to clear it with the whole team. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Or at least in enough of a team that you know yeah. we're represented well. Wait, who are you in the who are you in the <laughs> the uh, Wu Tang Clan? Oh, that's you, easy. I'm Rizza. No, you know, you already know I'm Rizza. Okay, all right, okay. I, I, I like it. that. You you steer the bus. That's you got it. You. Right. Listen, okay. Listen, bro. I stand back and let the let the talented ones do what they do, and I just make sure we stay on course. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so we've come to the end of our show. And Kurt, you got any uh closing remarks or or just, tell where my listeners can follow you, you know? No, you listen, we're headners in charge on everything. You can Google us if you want to get a hold of us or find out where we're at. My closing remarks are simple. Mike, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Keep building your platform, stick to it, no matter what's going on. Let your free expressive form flow through you and really encourage people with your voice. Because at the end of the day, it's creatives like you that encourage us to do what we do. Okay, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, now I got my, as I say, I got my little IG account. You want to come on? Like I said, I'm not untouchable. You know what I'm saying? We're always looking for new guests to put out their voice. Um, my uh, personal IG, GR, the number eight, PE, drink, great drink. And my podcast, IG, otaku underscore life. Yes. So, King Kurt, just want to say thank you for coming on. Any closing remarks? No, good brother. Look, the geek shall inherit the earth. That's all you need to know. Gang, gang. Gang, gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we out. We out.